What's up, everybody, and welcome to another Seven Figure Photographer Live. Tim Goat says, listening while driving. Deborah says, hi. Hey, guys. Craig Lee. What's up, Craig? Amber Aaron, hi. How are you? Yeah, so we got a few people. Jennifer Denton, welcome. Sandra, Sandra Prado, hola. Like it. Love it. Okay, so today we are going to talk question and answer, which means we're going to do some fun, stupid questions. We're also going to do some fun, great questions from you guys. So get to typing. Ask all your questions because that is what this is about today. Uh, Q&A. And then I will also, for those who ask good questions, I will give you more information about my Cabo trips, the better questions we get. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that Mia doesn't have to ask me random, like completely. You got the first random question for me? Um, no, but I've got a question from Misty that I'm adding in right now. Misty Machulichuk. <laughs> Is that which Misty? Uh, Misty Castillo, I believe. Oh, okay. Misty Castillo. Just Not kidding. Not sure who you're talking yeah, um, about. Misty um, Machulichuk. I can never say her name. I got to look it up and see if I can pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, apparently you can. Let's see. Let's, um, let's go. Misty. Oh, oh it's just. It's, yeah, Machilacek Malterud, but I guess it's just Malterud. Mal Malterud? She's not on here, so it doesn't matter. I can pronounce her name wrong. Welcome, Misty Casillo. Is she even on here? She... Misty's not. I'm trying oh, to post saying... her question because she asked a question in the group, and we've been super, super busy. Hey. Um, and so, but it only lets me do 200 words. So I'm trying to. Oh, it's a big one. Well, it, there's you, some backstory. Do you want? Do you want to just? You're on. You're I'm on. on. Okay. On with Sam. I'm on with Sam. There we go. <laughs> Jennifer Denton says, "Just call her Misty, not a stripper." <laughs> That's what her <laughs> sync name takes. Oh my god. That's awesome. Okay, Misty says, "Today I have a session with a very difficult client." Here, Mom go back is, to you if you're oh, reading it, dude. Oh well, rude bugger. Mom is great and Dad is great, but my senior is less than great. That's all. Those are hard. I really, truly hate to say that about a kid, but she is mean to her mom. She even tries to control me. Has anyone else had a client like this, and how do you handle the shoot? I have a daughter like this. Yeah, you do have a daughter like that. Does that count? <laughs> and you're still not an expert on this. Hey, I, I am. It's um, a journey. Yeah. It's so journey. here's my input on that. Control the situation as much as you can. Out nicer, right? That's probably one of the best ways. And don't be afraid to, you know, show mom and dad the extra respect. You certainly don't want to like call her out in the middle of it because that's not going to be good. But focus just on positive things. Like that's the only thing I can really say. That's a hard situation. I haven't had too many people like that, but it absolutely drains me when I have kids that are rude to their parents. So that's a huge challenge. But try to, try to appease her in whatever ways you can. Make it good. Give her the same experience you'd give anybody else, which is really hard to do when you have people that treat you that way. And then just make it as good as you can. And then hopefully, biggest thing is show them pictures and see what their input is and see if they do have it. If she wants to control the situation, let her control it. The one thing that I've found about that is it's kind of like a day off for me. <laughs> I don't have to be creative. I don't have to think about all the other hard things. If they want to tell me how to do it, then I'll do it how they want to do it and just put my spin into it. And then typically I capture really what they want, which is what we're here to do. And then um, that's, kind of the, that's kind of the best I can give. Uh, honestly, I probably maybe needed more time to think about that one. That that's question. okay. I'm going to put in as the mom to okay. the bratty. The mom wants to speak the about mom to her the bratty, bratty butthole child. kid. <laughs> I have a bratty butthole kid. 
But I think just supporting the mom when she does, like if she does give conflict between the mom or starts putting the mom down, like she was saying, kind of put a spin on it and just take <coughs> whatever positive came out of that and go with that, but then also support the mom in it and let the student know that the mom is the adult and the one that's actually in control even if it's an undertone like she can still choose her own pictures and maybe she wants her own posing or this or that but don't undermine mom because yeah, the senior's going to pick up on that instantly and it's just mom's going to walk away feeling bad and then that's not going to be good for you and that is definitely time. that's a really valid point because you have to you really have to make sure that you're taking care of both of them speak up for mom i'm yeah. really big one about this like i try to appease the senior, but then I also say, hey, you know, just remember, these are pictures that are going to be hanging on mom's yes. wall for the rest of her life. So let's make sure she has a say in what this is. And let's do some give and take. If if you want this and you don't want mom to get this, let's at least do a little bit of give and take so that we make sure mom's happy and you're happy. And when they see that you're trying to make both of them happy, that does mean something to them. So I think that's... Tim had an experience like this too, where he had a teen that was really struggling I don't remember too much about it, but I remember him saying that he was just going to get through it. And sometimes that is kind of part of it too. You just make the best of it and get through it. Yeah, so. definitely. That's definitely a tough one. So hopefully that answers the question. What we got a lot of we people got a lot of questions. Asking. Apparently they people. all want to hear about Cabo. This yeah, is yeah, but what wait, this. there's a few more before Cabo. We're gonna. Oh, I know. I'm not. I'm not jumping okay. into Cabo yet. I, okay. I want the questions. So. Um, Eric Marr says, what do you do when you have the senior bashing you because they weren't prepared for the investment on social media? Yeah. How does that work, Sam? Well, we've never, we've never experienced, yes, we have not bashing us because of the investment. I can't say her name, but you don't think she, who are you talking? Oh yeah. I guess you just said you can't say her name. Two of them from. Not last year, but the year before that I feel like totally well, did. Well, in our group they did, but we just sat down with them and their parents and kind of laid it out and said, you know, explain to me what you think is fair versus unfair and why you think. We did have, we didn't have them bash us openly, but we did have the one senior I bet senior you there was some behind the scenes stuff Came though. in. Oh, I'm sure there was plenty of behind the scenes stuff. And honestly, like you can do your best to, to control the situation, but... People are oftentimes recognized for their negativity. Yeah. And surprisingly, like when you do all you can to create fans out of the people that are there, when people start to speak up against you, they typically ostracize themselves. So sometimes that's great. But we have had times where we've brought students and their parents in and just had a strong heart to heart about what do you think is so unfair about this and yep. why do you think that you deserve this versus this had a mom that basically told me like she could get all the same work for a whole lot less and and basically ridiculed me for trying to pay for my overhead with the what i was charging for seniors and i was like isn't that kind of the point in this whole thing so that's a hard one eric uh you just got to try to control the situation and if they are going to be a negative situation Figure out a way to say to them, okay, well, if you're not happy here, I want people in my group that are happy. So how can we cut our losses and move on? And sometimes that that's costly, but sometimes it's better to do that. I think without question, every year we have people that are like the negative people. The hard part is, is that I've always noticed this like ahead of time, an underlying thing ahead of time. And I'm like, oh, I should probably like just remove them. But then how do you do that without creating 
a real negative like feeling amongst everybody else. And so, you know, it's really interesting because I'm seeing his comment. My, my parents spent X dollars on my photos and I didn't even like them. You know what? You're, you're going to have that situation happen. And really in that situation, I would reach out to him and say, so I did this one time, actually, this happened to me about seven, eight years ago. I had a client that did that. Mom was happy. Mom came in and spent a lot of money. And the only reason the daughter was unhappy is because she was upset that mom spent so much. And it was a time when students were very, a lot more in tune to that. Like they were attuned to that. And so she had made some comments and I got wind of them. And so I reached out to her and I said, Hey, it's been brought to my attention that you weren't super excited about your pictures or what your mom spent. And we kind of went back and forth and I found out it was really more about the fact that her mom spent so much money and she felt bad. And I said, you know what, honestly, like I'm all about satisfaction guaranteed. And so if you didn't like your pictures, why don't we go out and do another shoot? And I am willing to replace all of your products and replace everything at my cost because I want you to be happy with them and you to love the pictures. It changed her whole attitude. Just showing she came out, did a shoot, never changed any of her products because she had fallen in love with them over time. And she just needed her voice heard on the situation. And so that I think has a lot more power than you might think. I had one client one time that cried when she saw her pictures, but that was because she got her hair cut right before. And so we created a new thing that we, we always tell our clients make sure you don't get your hair cut within a couple of days before or a couple of weeks before, cause you never know how much it might change. And so, but yeah, just honestly it hurts. And sometimes it costs you a little bit, but if you can turn that customer and then she became a raving fan and we actually got the majority of our new seniors in that area from her the following year because we turned her into a raving fan, made her recognize that we weren't just there all about the money. We really cared about her as an individual and she's actually been a good friend since. So I think there's a lot of ways that you can do it. And sometimes it is just by out nicing them and really stepping up and, and going out of that direction. So I think sometimes too, it's cutting your losses where your losses yeah. are. Like we've had that situation too this last year. And it's just like, you know what? You're right. We're not going to see eye to eye on this yeah. and we need to just, yeah. We're not the right fit for each other. And we'll both recognize that and move on. And I think that that really boils down to two things. Number one, making sure that you're educating your clients. Well, if pricing is an issue and that's what needs to be identified up front, uh, but also really identifying who your target market is and setting that red velvet rope and making sure that you understand the criteria for the people that make it in the club or get to make it into your client what would you call that to becoming one of your clients? So really making sure that you're getting the right people and you're not just pulling in anybody and everybody you can, because they said, I think I'm interested because we've, I've done that a lot. I did that a lot in my business for a lot of years where it was just like, I took anybody and everybody. And now I've learned, okay, here's the, the warning signs. And every time, most of the time I still avoid some of the warning signs. And then afterwards I'm like, gosh, damn it. I knew, I knew this was one of those situations and I should have, should have avoided it. Sometimes I've been able to avoid it, but other than that, not really. Okay. We have a lot of questions here. I got to get to Well, we're just talking. We skipped, we skipped Amy. So how did you yeah. get started on the Cabo? Okay. So, so we're, we're going to get to that we're gonna one. We're going to get to Cabo. Uh, Tim's like, dang, 18 people here today. Yep, I know. We're just I, talking. I told everybody we're doing Cabo trip and everybody wanted to come find out. Sanders driving to a shoot. Amanda Johnson said she had one of the uh, one she had one of these and just tried 
to be nice and marked her as worst client ever. So she didn't make it to your VIP list is what you're telling me. <laughs> I run into that more in the viewing room, uh, both parents kind of being mean and seniors being mean to parents. And that is the case. And I've straight up said to parents, or to, in the sales room, I get a little bit more rough with the, the student. Meaning, I've straight up told seniors, you need to understand that this is your parents' opportunity to celebrate you and what they've done, the time and money and effort they've spent in the last 17 years raising you, this is their chance. And you really don't have any say in what they purchase for their home. You're gonna benefit from the images that they purchase and I'm, and I'm gonna make sure to fight for you to make sure you get the images that you want. But when it comes to what goes on their walls, you need to let them celebrate you because it's their right. And that actually, that actually has quieted many kids down. And a lot of kids have even said, Wow, that's honestly right, or that's true. So we've won a lot of a lot of battles that way. I've had kids completely decimate sales sessions just because they're being mean or rude or they're not getting what they want, and it creates headaches. So that's just as much about overcoming objections and learning how to sell. It's also selling the concept of, hey, let's work together here because if we work together, this is all going to turn out better. So it's still selling. What else? We got Craig says I run into that more in the Oh, that's yeah, one so I just So Amber read. has a question. How do you advertise, organize a destination shoot for seniors? <laughs> okay, hold on, she guys. Slipped it, she slipped it <laughs> She's past She's trying you. to slip it in. <laughs> okay. Here, wait, I've got a question first. I've okay, got two go questions first. Wait, um, we're going to switch to you. What was your first screen name and more specifically maybe your first email? Are you shitting me? No. It's a really? question right here. Holy hell. <laughs> This is so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, they couldn't even see that. Wait, I see. I need to I need to verify that this oh, is real. This is incredibly embarrassing. There you go. Okay, this go. This is kind of rude that you even asked me this one. <clears throat> okay. I'm a man. I'll just be right right up front with you. When I was young, and when I say young, I think like 18, 19. Somebody introduced me to playing Xbox and I started playing uh, <laughs> Call of Duty. This is, I hate you. I so freaking hate you for this one. <laughs> so because I started my photography business when I was 15 years old, all my friends joked around about me always taking pictures of hot girls. This is when I was 18, so it was okay to call them hot then. <laughs> and occasionally I worked with some like college girls and whatnot, or even like whatever. And I did some like swimsuit pictures. And so my friends nicknamed me booty shooter. <laughs> So, still to this day, my game name or my gamer name, gamer tag is Booty Shooter. <laughs> and sadly, my business, like all my analytics, Google, and everything is still under my booty shooter at gmail.com. And it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's something I've been trying to hide from and run from for a long time. And I just can't get away from it because so much of it is attached <laughs> to that. And so. That is private information, guys. Like that, <laughs> that is not to be shared. And nobody is to ever call me booty shooter. But let me tell you, when you're playing Call of Duty, it's hilarious when people start laughing about your name. And I do have a tendency to shoot people from in the back and into booty. <laughs> I don't play it very often. Like I don't ever play it at all. So yeah, it's <laughs> that like salad shooter. shooter. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer says, "Oh, that's out there now." 
Yeah, thank you, a-hole. Oh, that was fun. That was rude. That was awesome. That was so wrong. Okay, so I did post a question for them, and I'll ask you to, so you can get back at me, but what do you value most in your friends? What do I value most in my friends? Yep. While we're um, waiting for more questions that don't have to do with destinations on, So what do I value most in my friends? Like, people that show that they like genuinely care about me. Cause like, I always feel like I often, well, see, I know that I struggle. Like you can, you can get my attention. If you put yourself in front of me, that's all you have to do. That was worth hopping on. For, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I know this it's is, so good. This is literally the worst thing I've ever shared with anybody. That's so terrible. So poor, <laughs> Poor Dylan now. He's only like three days on the job. And now he's like wondering, he's like, what the hell did I get into here? It's really selfish, honestly. Like the things I value about my friends are really selfish. It's like the fact that they like when they value me or genuinely show that they care. And I haven't, I don't like, I know I have a lot of friends that care, but I've also eliminated myself from a lot of friendships because I'm not great about checking in. It's one of those things like, this is really deep. This goes really deep. Because this this is really rude that you asked this one too, because you know the story behind this. Well, I was it was just we had a conversation <laughs> earlier and then it just it popped up. Who was it that you had a conversation earlier about? Oh, Dude, you and me? You. I yeah, apparently well, forgot. We were, apparently wasn't that important. Well, apparently, because so, I was talking. Um, I went through throughout my whole life, I was never the best friend of anybody. Like I was always the third wheel. I was always the so anyway, so I've never like I have, I value everybody. I value like all the people that want to take the time to say hi to me or talk to me, or I'll give pretty much anybody the time of day, but it's hard because I've, a lot of my friends in my life have just, this is where it gets deep. And and now you made it a sad situation. A lot of my friends in my life have never, like, I'm just, just never, I've never been the best friend of anybody except for Mia. Mia and I are, (laughs) we're like, you're my best friend. <laughs> You're my best friend. My wife is also very like loyal to me. I guess that's what it is, like loyalty. Like my nephew, since he's not in here, I can share this. My nephew has always been one of my best friends. In fact, so much that he was how old was he when I got married? He so he's ten years younger than me. I got married at twenty four. So he would have been fourteen. And he came to me one day and he was like almost in tears and he was like, I like I'm really sad that you're getting married. Like I'm excited for you, but I'm sad that you're getting married because I feel like it's going to be the end of us. And I made it really like my wife, we had fights about this. Like I made everything about making sure that he was included and he lived with us up until he was like 24 (laughs) and he worked for me. And then when he met his wife, she hates me. (laughs) Let's just put it simply. And so he's never around at all. Like he's kind of completely bailed on me. And so I've just kind of gone through that a lot in my life. So I love people, absolutely love people. And honestly, I've kind of alienated myself from people a lot because I don't want to feel that rejection, if you will. So yeah, so this kind of fulfills a lot of it because I feel needed. That's really what it all boils down to. People that need me, That's (laughs) those are the people that I love. (laughs) So I love you all when you need me. Sure thing, booty shooter. Eric. You know, I was starting to think that you and I were going to we're gonna become friends. <laughs> no, we're not so sure. You're, you're killing me. Nice transition. What's, what's that all about? What did we... Because we transitioned straight from booty shooter. From booty shooter to the... 
to the deep and real the stuff. deep, mean part of my life. Yeah. Okay, are there any other questions before I ask a few more, and then we'll get into... Any other question? Contribute to the friendship. Like, I am all about people that care about me. One thing I love about Eric is he's he's actually... This is kind of funny, Eric. I've known who you were for a long time. But <laughs> Eric is very loud, <laughs> which I love about him. But he's also... He's, like, for me... And I don't know, Eric, I hope this isn't, like, hurtful, but... Like for me, like I'm loud and I'm funny because that's what like draws people in, right? right? And so it is kind of an insecurity mechanism for me. Yeah. I'm guessing maybe, and I could be way wrong, Eric. I'm guessing it's a similar situation for you. And so typically like when I'm around people that are loud or that take the attention back down <laughs> then I step aside yeah. or back down. And so I and so it's really funny because like I see a lot of cool qualities in Eric and like people love him. And so he would like, technically he would be the perfect kind of person for, to have as a friend, but I have a tendency to push away from that or stay away from that because of, I guess, I don't want to say competition, but it's, um, it's like, like I have this thing about stealing my thunder kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so like, I don't want to compete to be noticed. Yeah. So well, anyway, I think we're all that way in a lot of different ways. But yeah, there's there's been a number of times like I've thought of you, Eric, and thought of like reaching out to you and talking to you about some things. But anyway, that's nonetheless that was. I'll just, add it to his schedule, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> add it to my schedule. Um, okay, what are you? Oh no, I don't want to do that. One. I want to read this. Contribute to the friendship. Like I'm all about people and care, that care about me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. I will send you a video, Sam. It says something to the point of we didn't lose touch. I simply stopped reaching out first, <laughs> and that's actually that's so true. Like if you ever, yeah. And, and that's kind of the life that I live. If I don't reach out to you, will you ever reach out to me? And that's, I've seen TikToks about this. Like uh, I stopped reaching out to the people and waited for them to reach out to me first and found out that my friends were much smaller than they were kind of thing. So problem is sometimes the other person on the other end of the line is doing the same thing. And then you're both waiting for the other person to reach yeah. out and nobody ends up reaching out. But I'm also really, I struggle really bad with imposter syndrome. And so, very bad. Like, when I, like, for instance, with Bart and Annie, like, when I ask, <laughs> this is, hopefully Annie's not watching this one, but if she, if she is, it's all right. <laughs> like, if I, I put out in the Snapchat group that we want to do something, Annie typically, like, if she doesn't want to say no, she just ignores. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't reply to the messages. And then I start, like, making up, like, is she mad at me? Like, did I do something? Like, what's wrong? Like, instead of just getting on saying, we don't really have time for it, like, normally she responds to everything really fast. But then in the group, and no offense to Annie, that's fine. That's just the way she does it. But it's kind of funny because I always am like, did I do something? (laughs) So, anyway. um, I'm going to ask you this one, and then Craig has one. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Oh, all but three apps? Yep. You only get three apps. Well, well, I'm keeping TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a dork. (laughs) I get a lot of inspiration from TikTok. And a lot of BS from TikTok, too. Yes, you do. Uh, And it wastes a lot of my time. Yes, it does. So I would probably, like, just for that, like, I would probably keep that. The other... The other thing that I would keep, the other apps, man, now I gotta look. Um, no, it's just off the top of your head. It's just for oh, fun. just off the top of my head. Yeah, you got too many apps to sit there and look through them. Well, I know, but I, I wanted to like, boy, Amazon maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, uh, Tara's here. I, I want to know. know how her studio's doing. How are you doing, Tara? Oh, hi, Tara. It looks like she's moving forward with stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would probably keep my CRM. That's what I figure. Like, because I like having that pulse. And, but I guess the, like, the messaging system doesn't really matter because that's on your phone. You can't get rid of that anyway. And then probably without question, Safari or like the internet. See, I do Trello. Trello would be on mine. I don't know that I could do without Trello. You don't think you could do without Trello? Mm -mm. It's possible. I mean, it would be probably one of my, my difficult clients sent me a list of non-negotiables. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's I mean, that's awesome. good. At least you have an outline of like what you got to do to make sure that like you get everything that they need. And like, if they have any qualms about it, it'd be like, this is what you told me and I did it. So peace out. All right. Craig said, is there one thing in your business that's been a game changer or is it the small things done or is it small things done better? One thing that's better been a game changer. Yes. And well, two, me. I'm, can I give two <laughs> things? Um, I just gave me you. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mia has definitely been a huge help. No, I'm just begging you. But at the same time, we also like, we also can have a tendency to hinder yeah. each other. But I would say two things. Number one is being able to identify bottlenecks and create systems to overcome them. And number two would be reading books, like reading business books. The downfall to that is you get information overload, analysis, paralysis, decision fatigue. (laughs) So like, it's hard because like I get so like, I'm so consumed and and want to read more, more, more all the time. And so oftentimes like I get little nuggets and sometimes they don't actually make it into implementation that I really would like to make into implementation. I got a bunch of them back here. Two of them I was actually rereading some information from this week to work on our thir- on something for my 30-day lead challenge. And when I went back and read them, I was like so enamored by it. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about this concept or principle and I haven't been working on it. And one was like, oh my gosh, I knew this. Why wasn't I working on it? So it's just like, it's really like, it kills me. Oh, one is railroad tracks. That's fun. Yeah, and we have we have a couple of sets of railroad tracks in our area that are completely dead. Like, and so I know that we can shoot on them, but it's everybody. Like, I don't show it, and people get really freaky about it. And I'm really, I don't want everybody to be upset with me about it. But I know that they're dead. There's no chance. But it doesn't do a lot for the like setting the precedence for yes. other people, and that's where <laughs> it becomes challenging because it is kind of a cool thing, but it is too dangerous and it's scary. And I've had like my own situations with those when I was younger before I realized like how important it was. And it is kind of more important as a fact for like, cause I guess even the ones that are dead that we photographed, we're always like, I'm not posting these pictures. And so like, I don't even want them posted, but at the same time, like it's not doing anything to teach like people that why it's important or support the concept of why it's important not to do that. But it is scary. There's, a lot of scary and dangerous situations with that and I'm sure probably a bunch of you just bailed on me because of it but okay okay we're ready Tara says work in progress to say the least thanks for checking guys miss you all uh, I was just going through my Florida picks and made one my pro- profile pick well I'm glad everything's coming together for you and I promise you everything I know nobody wants to hear it. everything happens for a reason 
but I promise you something good and better is going to come of she all this. She can make something good and better of yeah. it. So I know she's been going through a lot. Yeah. Okay, so what are we, what, what's the first question? Because we already have a couple of questions about Okay, Kabbalah. I'm going back up and finding them. So to give you an idea of why I started doing Cabo is because when I first kind of got into seniors, there's a lot of people talking about destination trips and like, and everything. And of course, everybody was doing local destination trips, like within a couple hours from their home or just somewhere in the U.S. And I really was like, I want to do this bigger and better than anybody else. And so I made it a determination to go out of the country. And I knew that that was a lot of scary to it. I knew that there were some, some potential hazards to it. But I was like, I'm just going to do it. To give you some insight on how we did our first one, I actually had a client that was in my influencer program at the time that was excellent to work with. And I was like, man, I would love to travel with these people and photograph their daughter in Cabo. We'd been to Cabo a couple of times. And so I felt like I knew the area at least. So I pitched her on the idea and I said, I said, Hey, what would you think of going to Cabo? I'm not going to charge anything other than you just have to pay for the cost of your hotel stay and flight and all that stuff. But if you're willing to go, then I'll take my people down and we'll have fun with it. And we'll see how it goes and, and it'll give me an opportunity to get the marketing materials I need to promote this as an option. And she of course jumped on it, but then also one of my other influencers heard about it and her mom was like, I can't go, but I will pay you to take my daughter. And I was like, well, I'm not charging the other person. So let's just do it. Same situation. You have to pay for all this stuff to get them there and for their food, they're responsible for everything else, but I'll be responsible for your student while we're there. And I do require that at least one parent be in attendance of the event. So this was actually kind of one of the funny questions about people bad-mouthing you on social media. A couple of years ago, if you look at my last time I went to Cabo, I posted a picture of the girl that we were there with for that particular trip. And um, somebody lit me up on social media about like, I can't believe you just take these girls to Cabo. And like, what, what do their parents think of this? And I was like, you guys are high. Her dad was right beside me when I was shooting these pictures. And we always like, without question, if you ever wonder why I'm alone with somebody, you're wrong. I'm with, never. I'm with a parent and I also have my whole team with me. So we just never, we're never alone. So we, we did our first destination and it was such a fun experience and such a, it was just a great experience. And so we decided to add it as a reward or a contest for our program for the next year. Meaning whoever got the most referrals, uh, direct referrals throughout the year would win the all expenses paid trip to Cabo. The way we had designed it and figured out we could do it is that we could take up to four people, four seniors to Mexico and have enough time and effort to get all that stuff done. We were shooting for a week. I learned a lot of lessons about like, you don't pack everything full with shooting all the time. It's just over, it overdoes it. Make sure to give people the time to experience the, the surroundings and the world, like everything around them, sitting on the beach, all that stuff. So those are kind of some of the things that I learned with it the scheduling and all that stuff that's a lot of challenge misty says do you have to get a work visa probably so 
but I don't. <laughs> so we do, anytime we go, we always tell people, especially officials that were there just for fun, which is, I guess, obviously kind of dangerous in itself. Um, so yes, there's probably some of that stuff that should be considered. We're not doing any of the sales there. We're not doing any money collecting there. It's literally just a fun trip and we're shooting the pictures. We do everything else back in the States. So, I mean, there's some... There's some ways to look at it, but without question, that's probably one of those things that should be considered, but we've just never, never gone there and never had the problem. We've done, let's see, I got to think uh, how many Cabo trips we've done. Uh, probably five, I think. Mia is really Not bitter. Recently. Look at Look at her bitter face. I She's bitter. <laughs> Mia started working for me in 2020 as my assistant. And so... We have not done a Cabo trip for two years because the last year, well, at the end of last year, it was more of a concern about like, is it really still safe to go? Um, as, as far as like, are they going to like all of a sudden be a new break breakout or whatever with COVID and then we're going to get stuck there. And so I kind of chose just to put it off. So this year we actually, this year is going to be one of our most expensive years because we technically have three people going. So we'll only have one spot to sell which can hurt. However, we make the money up on the back end when they buy pictures from, from the shoot. So typically we did a trip to Puerto Rico in 2016 or 2017, and we actually sold all four of those spots and the sales, I think the, the, the shoot itself was $5,500, uh, to go. That was to cover air. Well, the only thing I don't cover is airfare because a lot of these students, their parents have flights or miles. And so I allow them to use that as, as their way to do it. Uh, I cover food, transportation, to and from the airport, transportation, everything. I cover hair and makeup and everything else. All the activities are covered in that price. I do have an activity day where we do a group activity. Typically, it's a snorkel cruise, depending upon where we go. But in Puerto Rico and in Cabo, we do a snorkel cruise, which is we just go out on a boat and that normally covers our food for one of the days. And normally if you work it right, you can get VIP discounts on those based on the, the resort that you're at. So that is probably answering a lot of questions, but I don't know any, what are some of the specific questions that you had? Kind of how to advertise for it, how to charge for it and how to sell the idea. Okay. So how to advertise for it. I suck at that. I've never done a great job. We put it up on our website and then, you know, you just basically find the people that are interested and do it just like a regular session, except for more of a, it is more of a high end. So the more people you can get to go, the lesser the trip can cost. The lesser. The lesser, <laughs> the, the cheaper the trip is. What I typically do is I look at all my hard costs. So I give my employees typically a card and the reason I do this is for the tax benefits. I'll go to my bank and I'll say, can you give me a card for each of these employees with, and then I put money on it. And then that way the transactions they make are linked to my account. And so they can make their transactions however they want. I always do say you're not allowed to buy alcohol with it or tobacco. And that's just kind of one of those things I've always done because I want them to spend it on money. And I, they basically have like, I just give them a flat fee and it's up to them to make sure that they make that work for them throughout the week so that I'm not just paying for everything. And they're like, Oh, I'm just going to get the steak and lobster, the filet mignon. Cause 
that's what they'll do. I, and, and then I also require the card back at the end of the week. So if they don't spend it on the trip, they lose it because I've had employees that, it, before that are like, well, I'm just not going to eat all week and I'll piece off of everybody else's plate. And then, then they look really bad because like my, like my model or my, the parent of the student is like, well, why aren't they eating? Like, why are they not like, why are you not buying them food? And then it makes you look like a dumbass. <laughs> and so this is very specific to a one individual I had. And even my makeup girls got really mad at me. They were like, why are you like, like he was eating their food and like basically saying he couldn't afford it, but yet he had the money to do it. But he made the comment. He's like, I'm just going to save all that money up and use it when I get back on car stuff. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. This, that money is for food. So you spend it on food or activities out, like that's what it's for. So when I went to the card system, that was really what worked best. And then uh, at the end of the week, if they didn't spend the money on food, they could spend it on trinkets. But at the end of the week, I was shutting the card off and they weren't going to use it for anything else. But I just give them a lot an amount for food and it's just based on those things. I basically break it down to like a, a daily per diem. And so that's how I give them the money. Uh, I also do include flight days, which are because the hotel is expensive. And so I want them to, or not hotel, the, the airport is expensive to eat in and everything. I pay for bags, all that stuff. So I take all those expenses, the cost for the hotel or the resort for the week, which I have timeshares that I use down in Cabo. And that's why we go to Cabo so often because I have like, I have four weeks down there in two different, well, in one resort, but two different buildings. And so it allows me to do two different like things at the same time. So cost of hotel, cost of, of flights for all of your employees. So I take my hair and makeup artist, sometimes two hair and makeup artists, depending upon how many people we have. My video guy, I now will newly be taking my, my ass instant. Um, <laughs> so I take all those expenses. I figure food for everybody for the week. And then I figure uh, transportation costs and also luggage costs for the airport because those are always going to be expenses that are involved. I look at my, my events for the days. We always go to like Costco or somewhere to get food that is available in the, like in the hotel room, in the room so that people can eat breakfast. So all they're paying for really. And we typically for a group of 10 or 11 people normally spend like $300 and it covers a lot of stuff. And we still have stuff at the end of the week. That's like eggs and bagels and snacks and waters and everything really relatively inexpensive to do all that at Costco. And so I figure up all those expenses and then I divide them out over four seniors. So basically, and then I require that we get at least two people to go. My Cabo trip is different regardless. I'm taking a person to Cabo. And so the way I do that is I schedule everything for Cabo. I know what my expenses are going to be. They're going to be more expensive, but I have to do it anyway because it's a promotion that or it's what I consider my marketing dollars. And so no matter what, I have to do it. So I just look at it as a marketing expense for the, for the year. But then if I can sell the other three spots, that's where I start to make the money. And that's where I start to pay for the trip ultimately that way. So that's kind of how I break down the cost. Now, the cost doesn't cover the cost of any pictures. So then once they get back, we have a sales session for each one of them. We have lots of pictures to go through. And so it's an additional th thing, but people typically, if they're going to pay to go on the trip, 
they're going to pay for pictures. I think our Puerto Rico trip, we ended up generating total for the week about $50,000. I think it was like $47,000. That was the cost of, or that was a trip. Typically the trip is going to cost like 10 to $12,000. And so you can make a little bit on the actual going on the trip. And that's if you fill the whole thing up, that's where you're going to make a little bit of money. My goal is not so much to make money on the trip. It's to make money on the pictures, but I want to pad it a little bit on the actual trip. And so I try to price it out that way. A couple of things that I do when, especially like flights and stuff. So if you want to, this is kind of a little bit, I think somebody actually covered something like about this at sync. So I'm going to show you kind of a, a couple of little tricks about with Google guys. This is honestly the best way to get flights like period. I don't like I've beaten prices on everything, no matter how I do it when it comes to purchasing. And it's just really a simple way. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to look up BOI Boise, Idaho to let's see Paris, France. Okay. Now Paris is actually coming in. It says starting at 1196. La -di -da. Anyway, if you see this right up here, it says flights. If you click on that, Google actually goes and checks all the flights for everybody except for Southwest. Southwest for some reason is not in there. But as you can see, there's already less than that. I love to travel Delta. That's all I want to travel on as long as I can. But there's a couple of different things you can do here. Uh, this is showing Thursday, April 21st. So that's two weeks out. But you can also go to a price graph and you can see when flights are cheaper. So if, if you're willing to schedule your trip when the cheapest options are there, you can do this. Now there's, there's actually a way to see this for a whole year, but I can't remember how I have to get in and look at it and figure out, remember how to do it. As you can see, it gets more expensive the further out we go. But if we keep looking, you can find that some of your, you'll notice that like Mondays and Wednesdays are the best days to travel. Here's a really inexpensive one or 846. These are out more expensive. Here's one that's really low. Oh, just kidding. That was the 846. So anyway, you can look at them in this format and see like prices based on, and this is based on April 21st to April 25th, but looking out here into February, I know that like one of the cheapest times to go to Paris. Now this is actually kind of funny because the day before everything broke for like the day that the world went into holy crap mode with COVID. I was actually looking at trips to Paris and I had found no joke. I found round trip flights to Paris for $273 or $37. I can't remember what it was, but it was in the $200 range. And it was by doing this, just looking and seeing what this is only letting me go out to February. Let's look back at June because this year, everything's more expensive, but there's like 746. So Another way to do it is if you go to travel or explore, I think it's explore here. You can actually come in here and put the all filters. I think it is travel mode flights only, and then flexible dates. So if you just put all flexible dates, it'll show you really the least expensive options for everything. So Boise to Budapest, $703. Um, let's just look at that one and see. If you go April 24th to Tuesday, May 3rd, there's, I can't remember. There's an, there's another way to find like the least expensive. Cause this is still pulling by the date and I want to put 
oh yeah, uh, one week trip in the next two months. Or you could put two weeks in the next six months is only is all it's going to let us do. And it'll give you the cheapest price for two weeks in the next six months. So for instance, Rome, $694, May 2nd to May 17th. So if you wanted to go to Rome for $694, that's actually a really cheap round trip price. I know Paris, one of the ones that we're, well, $672. That's actually a relatively low price for Paris is September 4th to September 20th. So if you were like, okay, these are the dates we're going and you scheduled it, you can get that price point for your round trip airfare and sell that as part of your package. Now, of course, Paris and with everything, you have to look at who like travel restricted, proof of COVID-19 vaccination, recovery or negative test required before departure. Look at Venice. Let's see what Venice says. There's no governmental travel advisory. So that's just kind of like one of the ways I look at, at pricing. Again, there's a lot of ways you can do it. If I can remember the, it's been so long since I've done it because I haven't gone on one, but there is yeah. the way to look at literally just a whole year and see the bar graph and see exactly like, okay, I want to go to Paris. You can see exactly when it's the lowest price. And sometimes they get really, really low with that. So hopefully that was helpful. I don't know if that's like kind of how I find flights and stuff. Oops. Oh yeah, we're good. Any other questions that I can answer specifically? Cause I, I haven't been reading no, not really. I mean, just how do you sell the idea? But we kind of talked about you stink at that. No, I'm joking. Um, just it's part of your program. So Tim says, if you get the quote today, how long would that quote be so valid? So typically, I mean, you can look at like the idea or the the expectations. Again, I the one thing I don't include in my flights is the cost. But... If you have, like, you can link it and say, this is, this is your cost. Most of the time, if people are going to spend the money, they don't care about, like, they're more focused on who do I get miles with and can I get you there comfortably? So they're going to choose their own airline. So, but if you have it and say flights as cheap as, and then these are the dates of the destination, the one thing they're responsible for is the flight, then that makes it a little bit easier. Now, I have actually considered some options where we go cheaper and eat the cost on some of the expenses of getting there or more or less like my hard costs on my employees so that I get the price down a little bit more to get more people interested, but then sell on the back end. There are some ways that I have looked at that I've been able to figure out how to reduce some of those prices because the hard part for me is that I am taking a whole team. So I'm taking hair and makeup, video and assistant. Um, <laughs> And so that does, and then me, and so that, that like multiplies our cost times four. So typically, you know, if you take $12,000 divided by four people, because the people that are paying for it are the seniors, parents. So if you got $12,000, what's, what, what's calculator? Come on. Well, that's (laughs) (laughs) $3,000. So there you go. Like, I mean, if, if you can get your pricing down to that, then, you know, sell the, sell it for $4,000. And, but a lot of people, like we had a client in here the other day that they travel a lot and we'd mentioned something about our destination trips and they're like, Oh man, how much do those cost? And I said, typically they're around $5,500. And she's like, Oh, that's not bad. And I was like, yeah, I just got to promote it. <laughs> <laughs> so the hard, some of the hard stuff about this is you have to schedule stuff, which comes with some expense. You have to understand what your bailout times are. And then the other thing that you really have to get good at is finding the right rates on um, and finding somebody that rents like a van because we typically do like a 15 passenger van and then I drive everybody around. 
there's a lot of little hidden things, but honestly, like go do it and your people are going to love it. We've done it a lot. And every time everybody has just raved about it, the experience has been awesome. You build incredible connections with people when you do it. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So if you only book three, do you still go or pricing off on all four being sold? Okay. So that, what I do is I typically say that the minimum to go, and that's why I normally price it starting at $5,500. So the minimum to go is $5,500. And we have to have two people to go, which puts it that basically I'm covering $11,000 worth of cost, right? So that's my all go. Then the third person, if we get a third person to buy, then it reduces the cost for everybody else. I normally do a 50% upfront for the trip. And so they pay 50% upfront. So that gives me the opportunity to book some of the stuff. If we get the third person in, it reduces the price a little bit. If we get a fourth person in, it reduces the price a little bit. Then I'm taking a little bit out of my profit there and I'm making it a little bit more affordable. So then it also encourages people to get like maybe a BFF or best friend to go with them or different things. And so I do step the cost back and because I charge them that, and then I'm always going to collect the remainder like a week before we go, because then that way that money is there and ready to go for covering those costs or whatever. I would always suggest using like a miles card or something to pay for all those expenses like American Express, because they'll cover a lot of like your insurances and stuff like that. Yes and no. Outside the country, your insurance does not cover those costs. However, check with your credit cards because a lot of the credit cards do cover those insurance costs and stuff like that. And so, but I always work with, and here's the other fun thing. I always work with like, especially in Mexico, I always tell my people like, there's going to be a day where I'm going to go to a timeshare because I can cut some of my expenses and I can also get a lot of my VIP stuff by going to that. You can negotiate that stuff. My car cost is normally about $1,200 for the week. I can always get that down to half, like $500. If I go to a timeshare for the company, I have a company that I specifically work with in Cabo for my car. And they've been great. I've worked with them for years. And I always do the timeshare because I know I can say no to them. And I can spend a couple hours one morning while my girls sit on the beach and we go and have free breakfast. If they want to go see a resort and have free breakfast, they can go too. And then I get... 50% off of my car. Then also, normally if you play it right, you can say, I'll do it, but I want also like VIP for activities. And activities, pretty much anything on the beachfront that you can do activities wise, you can get discounted significantly. And when I mean significantly, the difference between a $120 per person snorkel cruise down to like $25 per person snorkel cruise. So it makes it a lot more affordable. And so those things I actually plan and I know them well. So I know that I can do that once we get there. So I don't really plan those out. And then I kind of give my kids a little opportunity to say, which day do you want to go for the snorkel cruise? Which, which day do you want to sit on the beach? And then we have shoots in the evenings or in the mornings and stuff like that. But of course, hair and makeup kind of determines some of that. Fred says, how do you handle traveling with your gear? I've gotten really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of the big reasons that people give me a lot of flack about using pro photo. Pro photo is really small. And so I can pack my roller bag. And this is one thing I always suggest is get roller bags. If you get golf uh, there, if you go to Dick's, you can get a golf, like a two bag golf case. The airlines have to, can only charge you the normal bag rate for them because they're a specialty item, but you can fill them with light stands and anything that you want to take that's big. Okay. 
the other stuff or big modifiers and then you can you can lock it up with their uh the locks that the tsa can open but there's no additional cost on that so you can pack you can pack them heavy as crap and they can't charge you more than and if they do you just have to say hey according to your website this is a specialty item and they don't ever look in it when they do it so either way it's a golf golf bag and so you just tell them it's a specialty item a lot of times that works for equipment too. I think there's actually an airport rate, like some sort of thing about like heavy, like photography equipment you can do the same thing with. Uh, they'll charge you less. So, but I can always get it into, I pack a light, light case, which I've actually used a fishing pole like thing. And I put my case in there. I don't even take a light stand anymore. Uh, yes, because, you do. She's right here. Yeah. Well, this is my light stand. So <laughs> she's actually a lot more expensive than a golf bag because she eats and she <laughs> needs a flight. But I mean, in the past, I've never done that. And so I've always had either a golf bag or a fishing rod case, like a big fishing rod case that I stick one or two light stands into. Um, and I stuff a couple of modifiers in there with my pro photo modifiers. I can break them down pretty small. But I've gotten really good about, I take one, pretty much one modifier and a magnum reflector. And when I say magnum reflector, I'm talking about the little, the little cone-shaped hood that goes on my pro photo light. I take like two lights that all fits in my carry-on bag. I stick my Westcott Rapid box into my, my actual rolling, like what I check bag. Uh, and I also stick my tripod in there in case I need, which I don't know why I take a tripod because yes, I never ever weird. freaking use a tripod. I always overpack though. And those are pretty much the thing. The one thing that I do take is I always find people call them pigtails. What's um, like a, a outlet strip because I'm always charging batteries and stuff. And so I plug an outlet strip into the wall with lots of different options. And I take an extension cord to make that also work as well. So I have a place to plug in all my batteries and checks or like charge them every night. And so that's kind of one way to do it now something to keep in mind and i really should have like a thing i've actually really been playing with the idea of doing a destination like a cabo like a workshop in cabo with a bunch of photographers so i don't know if any of you guys would be interested in doing that but it would be kind of a fun thing to do be a great way to get familiar with the area too yeah so and that's really the biggest part puerto rico we did completely blind but guys there's so much resource online like you can literally look at every square inch of an island by going on google maps and just doing the the like drive around you can literally drive down the roads and see what everything looks like you can see visuals on on things and stuff like that so all that stuff is perfectly like you can find that stuff out you can use apps to find out where the sun sets when it sets all those things and be able to access everything I'm not going to lie, in Mexico, I've driven down some pretty shady, scary places. One time we decided to go gallivanting looking for a new beach. Not a nude beach, a new beach, uh, <laughs> just for clarification. And we found like a car that was freshly burnt. And I was like, oh shit, what are we getting into? <laughs> but so far, we've never had any problems. And we always do like... The one thing I would be careful about we've done in years past is we did a lot of like travel day, like where we would go to other parts of uh, the area. Like we went to La Paz, which is about three hours drive, but there's some amazing shooting areas there and just really cool places to go shoot. And so, but that's hard on everybody, like doing a long drive that day. But some of the coolest like pictures of like cactuses, like my girls in front of cactuses at sunset 
have come from like being up in that area because you get a lot more of the cactus up there. Just really crazy cool. There's a beach that we went to that was like run down, like, but it had the little, are they called palapas or like the, the, or the, the little on the palapas on the beach? Yeah, like yeah. the little like umbrellas out of the, mm-hmm. the palm fronds. And the beach was completely empty. It had like this old beach bar there that was the dead. Nobody lived there. And, but the beach was gorgeous. And we shot on that beach a lot. And you could walk for like a mile out into the water. The only thing you yep. had to be careful for was the stingrays or the manta rays. Or the puffer fish. The puffer fish will get you down there. I've yeah. I never had any problems with puffer fish, but then again, who knows? <laughs> then maybe they're scared of me because they think I'm a bigger puffer fish. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's, uh, does anybody have any other questions? Tell me. Jen and I are going to do a girl's trip first. You know, oh, the hell you are. <laughs> this is such BS. You guys are so full of crap. Oh. <laughs> you, you, why don't you go join the Boise Bettys? <laughs> I'm in the Boise Bettys, yeah, you jerk Yeah, should have known. <laughs> okay, our time's up. We got to get going. Okay. Yeah, any other, I mean, any last questions? We're actually, I'm, I'm still good. No, you're not. Tiffany needs you. Oh, Tiffany needs me? Well, I mean, I guess you're good, but Tiffany really needs you. Oh, she really needs me. She really needs you. How bad and does I she need really to get need going. Me? She was, she needs you. Oh, okay. Well, I told you, I like the people that need me, so I guess <laughs> I'm in for the girls' trip. Yeah. What the hell, Jennifer? <laughs> I can be really girly. I grew up with all sisters, well, mostly sisters, so, I mean, I'm down for the girls' trip. Everybody can be down for the girls' trip. We're just going to all do it together. Uh, I hate when I get... This, is, this was my <laughs> life. My mom always took the girls to go out, and I was the one kid left at home, and it was always the girls' trip, and I never... Like, it drove me so... N- this is why I'm so bitter that's about the whole... That's why you don't like them. This yeah, is that's, interesting. No, I love my sisters, but... No, not their... Si- no, like, like that's the why I hate trips. the whole women, like, so excluding much. the men thing. Because, like, not because I think that... I have to be, but yes, I do feel no, like it'll I be more be. fun. We'll all do it together. It sounds like yeah, a lot of people are in, fun. so maybe we can actually pull this one off. Okay. Dylan and I are going on a guy's trip. <laughs> You're going to have to stay behind and work. <laughs> Let's hope your boss gives you days off for that girl's trip. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. I will not be going live on Thursday because we have a convention that we've got to attend to. So, Pay attention, or not pay attention, but be aware of that. So we will see you guys again next Tuesday. Uh, We'll be live again. And other than that, peace out. I can't believe you guys got me to share my Cabo stuff. I've kept that close to my heart for a long time. Whatever, booty shooter. Shut your mouth. Oh, she is so (laughs) fired. Look, you're blurry. You're completely out of focus. Yeah, it is out of focus. Why is it out of focus? I don't know. You don't know how to run a camera? (laughs) How are you going to go on a photographer's trip if you don't even know how to run a camera? Whatever. <laughs> I can't flip you off this. All right. Did that last you guys week. have a wonderful day and uh yeah, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>